If you have any questions about the book, or you want me to read something, or you want a shout out, or if you just want to contact me, you can email me at moonthenightwing12 at gmail.com. The email will be in the description. Now back to the book. Hello, and welcome back to my podcast. Today I'm reading Chapter 15 of Wings of Fire, The Hidden Kingdom. Uh-oh, Glory thought. What a better be good news, said the Sandwing, stopping said the Sandwing, stomping ahead and heading into the fortress. She doesn't like hearing bad news, and we don't like hearing it either. Queen Glacier needs to find out that out and stop sending out all these gloomy reports. Glory and Jimbu exchanged glances and hurried after him. The door thudded shut behind them, and another Sandwing guard followed close on their tails. Stepping away was not going to be easy. Blaze Fortress was not much like the glorious extravagant palaces where Queen Scarlet palaces of Queen Scarlet or Queen Coral. These halls were narrow and nothing was open to the sky. A fireplace, a fireplace held a roaring fire in every room they passed, so the heat was almost stifling, and yet the cold wind still rattled the small windows. There was no treasure adorning the walls, no gold or pearls embedded in the floor. Instead, the stone walls were hung with thick woven tapestries. Each tapestry had a bright yellow sun blazing out at the center of it, surrounded by patterns of images from the desert. Sinus sinus lizards, prickly cactus, palm trees, camels. White, green, and blue covered the dull gray walls almost from corner to corner. They missed their home, Glory realized, and she was chalk- shocked to find herself feeling sorry for these sandwings. They'd come here to support Blaze. Probably they fled alongside her when Bernie tried to claim the throne, and now they were trapped in this icy world that was nothing like their own. Kind of like growing up in a cave instead of a rainforest. Cool, Jambu said. He pointed out a tapestry covered in rioting green lizards. That's one that's really wild. I like it. The sailing soldiers stared at him. Really? said the one in lead. Our ice-wing visitors usually make it pretty clear that they think our hangings here. How do they put it? Garsh and Gardy? Gardy? Well, they're not our style, Glory said, stamping on Jimbu's foot. But we still appreciate the... Uh, we, we can still appreciate the art history. Huh? said the first sailing. Never heard of that from an ice-wing before. He turned and kept walking. Glory shot Jimbu a glare and he wrinkled a snout at her. They reached the center of the forest. Fortress, or so Glory guessed, since there were no windows here, and stopped in the small and antechamber outside a pair of giant wooden doors. One of the savings stopped twice, and they all waited. As the silence stretched out, Glory realized that there was something huddled in the corner of the little room. It looked like a dirty pile of prey furs at first, but when she peered closer, she realized there were two scavengers in there. They leaned against the wall with their arms around each other, shivering. What are what are those? Jambu whispered to her, spotting them at the same time. You're one of those ice wings who's never left the Queen Palace, aren't you? Guessed the second soldier, overhearing him. I heard the rarely seen scavengers that no, far north. He prodded the furs with one sharp claw, and the two scavengers let out tragic little let out tragic little whimpers. We found out. We found one of their hidden dens near the mountains and gathered up whatever we could catch. They're faster than they look. We only got six of them when they, when there must have been at least twenty. He shook his head. These two are what's left. You're you're going to eat them, Jambu said. 
Tum Tum's so shocked, Glory thought, lashing her tail. But she could understand what he was feeling. With their big eyes and strange arms wound around each other, the two scavengers looked like overgrown, less cute sloths. She couldn't imagine eating them either. She, the thought made her weirdly queasy. It didn't, it didn't help that one of them was staring at her in the same plaintive way Silver did when she didn't want Glory to leave her behind. Of course, said this guard. We wreck any scavenger dens we can find and meet as many of them as we can. Glacier's orders. She thinks one day we'll find out where they buried our treasure. If it still exists, who knows what scavengers do with treasure, muttered the other guard. He knocked again, and this time the door swung open under his talon. The room on the other side was larger than larger than any they'd seen so far. The smooth stone floor was covered in sand, and the tapestries on the wall here were more intricate, with images of dragons and crowns and jewels surrounding the yellow suns. Giant wine-red pillows and camel-hell carpets were piled in a loose net in the middle of the room, and sprawled across this was a strikingly beautiful sand wing. She... She had her chin propped up on one talon and was gazing listlessly into a mirror on the sand in front of her. Her tail coiled gracefully across the pillows, with the poisonous barb touching the floor. Her wings were folded, and her scales shimmered like white gold against the red backdrop. Blaze lifted her dark eyes and saw Glory and Jim Boo in the doorway. She forced a smile and reached her front talons toward them in a welcoming gesture. Oh, wonderful, she said. We haven't had visitors in so long. I was hoping Queen Glacier would send us news. Glory bowed and Jimbu imitated her. If this is a bad time, Your Majesty, we can wait until later. No, no, please, come in, Blaze cried. Octilio, please bring us some tea. Oh, and some of those dried lizards if we have any left. Of course, Your Majesty, said the first guard with a respectful bow. Both saving soldiers backed out of the room, leaving Glory and Jimbu alone with Blaze. I'm guessing it wouldn't be this easy to get a private audience with Burn or Blister, Glory thought. Blaze was not as cautious or suspicious as her sisters, but then she had no reason to suspect a pair of ice wings. Is it about Queen Scarlet? Blaze asked, leaning forward. Do we find out she's dead? Are the sky wings still following Burn? You know... If Glacier will let me go with, to the Sky Kingdom, I bet I could convince the Skywings to switch alliances, uh, alliances with us. I can be really convincing. Everyone likes me. Or they could throw you in prison, Glory thought. Or hand you over to Burn. I know what you'll say, Blaze said restlessly, what Glacier always says. Stay put and let her handle things. I know that military stuff is too confusing for me, but I think I could be useful with the talking part. Other dragons like hearing me talk. I'm sure that's true, Your Majesty, said Glory politely. So, Blaze said, her pitch-dark eyes were too eerily similar to burn and blisters. They gave Glory the creeps, even though she knew a very different brain was behind them. What's your important message? Option one. Make up a lie, Glory thought. Option two, run for it. Option three, tell a version of the truth. Glory took a deep breath. The dragonettes of the prophecy want to meet you. Blaze sat up fast. The dragonettes? She cried. Glacier found them? They're looking for you, Glory hedged. Well, bring them here, bring them here, Blaze said. We can have a feast or a party. We haven't had one of those in forever. Because, you know, Queen Glacier disapproves of that kind of thing. But for some 
But for something like this, I'm sure we would. Oh, we'll definitely need more dried lizards. We, we even have a pair of scavengers we could share. Maybe we could roast. We should roast a camel. One of them's a mudwing, right? He'll probably like that. We don't have anything for sea wings. Maybe Queen Glacier can send us some fish or a penguin. Or do you think she'll like a walrus? Wait. Lori said, as tempting as a feast sounded, and she knew Clay would collapse with joy if he were offered a roasted camel, she wasn't about to walk her friends back into another queen's clutches. There's a catch. They're not willing to risk coming inside. They need you to go meet them. Blaze flung herself down on the carpets again, looking pendulant. But what about my Paul tape? she said. And I don't like getting outside. It's too cold and it makes my scales all dry and ugly. You won't have to go far, Gloria said. Jimbu was twitching in a weird, distracting way. She poked him with her tail. And isn't it worth if if the dragonettes end up choosing you to be the next Sandwing Queen? Blaze worried one of her claws between her teeth, thinking. Jimbu poked Gloria back and cut his eyes towards the far corner of the room. Gloria squinted, but all she could see was sand and stone walls and tapestry. Except the sand moved, and for the briefest moment, a pair of eyes blinked out of the wall then vanished again. Mangrove is here. I should wait for Queen Glacier, Billy said. She wouldn't like me going off alone. I'm sure she wants to meet the dragonettes too. Gloria Reddy did not like the sound of the Icewind Queen. She bet that Glacier was exactly the kind of dragon who would love to lock up five dragonettes. Actually, Gloria said, she sent us to tell you it's a good idea. You should Go ahead and meet with them, and you can tell her all about it afterwards. There's nothing to fear from the dragnets, and besides, um, Penguin and I will be there to protect you. Oh, said Blaze, that's reassuring. She gave Jambu a concerned look, and he managed to stop twitching for a moment. Do you really think they'll choose me? Blaze asked, hopefully turning back to Glory. Oh, who am I kidding? I'm sure they will if they meet me. All right, I'll do it. Great, Jambu burst out. Let's go! Right now, Blaze said. Ready? Gloria wasn't sure if that was a good idea either. Her friends wouldn't, weren't ex- exactly expecting Blaze to show up, and it would be hard to stay hidden from Deathwinger with the same wing parading along beside them. Still, this is what they wanted, a chance to meet the third queen candidate without risking imprisonment. Yep, right now, Gloria said. She shot a significant look at Mango's corner, hoping he'd be smart enough to follow them out. Blaze picked up the mirror and checked her scales from several angles. Finally, she swept out she swept out one of the camel hair blankets off the floor and flung it around her shoulders like a cape, then led the way to the door. Jambu darted to the corner and grabbed a patch of stone, which turned out to be Mangro's elbow, and tugged him along after them. Blaze started to turn around, but Gloria was there to distract her. Tell me about this tapestry, she said, pointing to one with two large salmons salmon dragons flying across a blue background. I don't remember seeing it before. Oh, that one was my idea, Blaze said. It's the tragic romantic story of how my brother fell in love with the dragon. He knew our mother would never prove, so he kept her hidden from us. But then she ran off and broke his heart, although we were all thinking, or, although we were all thinking, or did she, of course, but because it's so likely that mother just found out and had her killed, which was something she would totally do. Blaze chattered on about this the tapestry as she swept through the antechamber. Glory glanced sideways at the two scavengers. The one with Silver's eyes had fallen asleep and looked even more pathetic now. Blaze was several steps ahead and not paying attention to anything but the sound of her own voice. Glory scooped up the sleeping scavengers and slid 
it onto slipped up scooped up the sleeping scavenger and slipped slid it onto her back. It did not smell very pleasant at all. No wonder the ravings preferred root fruits. Bananas never smelled this bad. She folded her wings back over it, hiding it as well as she could. Jambu saw what she was doing and grabbed the other scavenger. Even though it was awake, it barely struggled as Jambu tucked it under one wing. They hurried after Blaze, following her back through the hallways to the main door. They went by a few salmon guards. Blaze addressed them by name, and they saluted. But she didn't tell them where she was going, and none of them looked suspicious or even curious. None of them paid any attention to Glory and Jambu, or to their poorly hidden stolen goods. Almost every salmon they passed was injured in some way. Blaze was unscratched, but all of her soldiers had scars slicing across her scales, or missing talons, or wounded tails. Glory thought of Dune, their salmon guardian, who had been so maimed by the war that he could never fly again. It had never occurred to her to ask him which side he'd fought on before joining the Talons of Peace. A blast of cold air smacked their snouts as they stepped outside. Blaze wrapped her blanket around herself more tightly, lifting, lifted her claws gingerly out of the out of the snow and whined. Are you sure the dragonets won't come inside? Gloria glanced back at Jambu. A shimmer in the air beside him was all she could see of Mangrove, but she was relieved to know he was there. That way, your majesty, she said, nodding south. Blay heaved a sigh and spread her wings and leapt into the air. Quickly, Gloria twisted around and dragged the scavenger off her back. She dumped it into the snowy ground and it woke up with a yelp. Jambu dropped the other one next to it. Go on, run for your scrawny lives, Glory said, poking her scavenger with her snout. The scavenger scrambled backward, then grabbed the other one's arm and took off running through the snow. Do you think they'll be all right? Do you think they'll be all right? Jambu asked as he and Glory flew off, flew after Braze. It's so cold out here. I bet that's what all those furs are for, Glory said. Anyway, I'd rather freeze to death than be eaten by a sandwing. Blech. Jambu said, meat eaters, meat eaters, I don't get it. They caught up to Blaze and steered her toward the spot where their friends were waiting. As they flew, Glory scanned the ground below them for any sign of Deathbringer. The sun was high in the sky, although it felt like it was far away, behind a ceiling of ice. The frost glinted on the ground, and now Glory could see scrubby patches of brown grass and twisted shrubs. Twisted shrubs. A gray wolf trotted across the rocks, but he was the only sign of life she saw. Wherever Deathbringer was for the day, he'd hid himself well. Her friends had done their best, too. Several large boulders had been shoved together below the cliff to look like a fallen rock pile. And Glory nearly flew right over it. She circled back down to land with Jambu and Blaze behind her. Sunny was the first one out. You did it, she cried. You found him. Wait. She squinted at Blaze. Uh, Glory, that's an actual sandwing. I know, don't worry. Mangrove is here too, Glory said, flicking her tail. It's a right to show yourselves now. The raving slowly materialized in a dull gray, unhappy color. He ducked his head and wanted to meet her gaze. Yikes! Blaze yelped, leaping away from him. How did this how did how did this happen? How did that happen? Where did he come from? She looked around wildly as if she expected more dragons suddenly poof out of the landscape. What do you know about Rainwings, Your Majesty? Gloria asked. She watched Blaze's face intently, wondering if the Sandwing knew anything about the missing Rainwings and if it would show in her expression. But the potential queen looked as mystified as before. 
I've heard they're pretty, she said, tossing her head, but I've never seen one. You have now, Chloe said. She held out her wing and let them shift to a light, non-threatening purple. At the same time, Jambu's scales shivered back to pink, although a palier, chillier pink than usual. Ooh, Blaze said enviously. She reached out and took one of Jambu's wings in her talons, inspecting the scales, as if he were an inanimate tapestry instead of a living dragon. Jambu blinked at Glory, but didn't pull away. Wow, I wish I could do that, Blaze said. I'd be different color every minute. She turned over the wings so Jambu had to contort himself in an odd position. She didn't seem alarmed or angry or ha to have been tripped by their ice-wing disguises. Goy wasn't sure whether to admire her bravery or roll her eyes at Blaze's lack of caution. Do you think the changing camouflage would still work if I had someone make, like, a coat of rainbow scales for me? That would be pretty. She eyed Jambu's scales, like she was trying to figure out how to take them off him. Mangu finally looked up and met Glory's eyes with a worried expression. By now, Clay, Tsunami, and Starflight had all emerged from the rock pile as well. Starflight pointed at Blaze, his eyes wide. Uh, Glory, he cried, this is, this, this you, you found? I know, Glory said. Everyone, this is Blaze. Blaze, these are, she hated the phrase, but it was what everyone called them. These are the dragonettes of destiny.